Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hey guys, we went down to a studio in Columbus to hang out with the Strange Roads podcast, Mike and Bub. We had an amazing time. They were very gracious hosts. They lured us down there with libations and pizza. And candy. And candy. And a white van. Uh, <laughs> so they gave their own shout outs at the end of this. So there's going to be two parts to this episode because uh, we talked to them for about three and a half hours. We talked literally about everything. Yeah. A little taste of us. So I want to take time now, because they don't give their own shout-outs till the end, to give them their shout-outs and where to find them and stuff like that. So if you're enjoying you know, their stuff, it's The Strange Road. Not roads, The Strange Road. Uh, they're on all the podcast platforms and YouTube. They pretty much live stream all their episodes on YouTube, and then it comes out in recorded form later. Mm-hmm. Uh, leave these guys reviews. Please, five stars. Five stars are nothing. Five stars are nothing. But they're new to the podcast world, but they've been in the media world for a long time. Yeah, they got an awesome studio. A really awesome studio. Great video content. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got some really big stuff coming out soon, too, mm-hmm. so they're definitely going to be somebody to hang around and watch. They're on the up and up. Yep. So please give these guys a check out. All the podcast platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. The Strange Road podcast. Anything you need to add, Jaybird? Mm-hmm. Other than I had a blast talking to them and oh, visiting their so studio, much fun. and we look forward to doing some stuff with them in the future. Oh yeah, I think I'm gonna we're gonna hitch. Uh, our, what is that word? We're gonna hijack their studio for an episode. Oh okay, kick them out. Okay, yeah, I like that. Because the corner just gonna come in with our, our 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 fleet. Yeah, and they can sit in the hallway. Heck yeah, we're gonna borrow this for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> leave Stoner. Yeah, we need him. Yeah. All right, guys, enjoy. The show. At home. Sorry. Oh, you good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Strange Road. Actually, this one's loosely being uh, the working title is Cryptids of the Strange Corn Road Swapcast, baby. <laughs> Welcome. We have, I love it. We have our boys from Cryptids of the Corn, Justin and Jay, in studio with us tonight. I am Mikey, 
and this is Bub. Uh, What's up? And we've uh, met these guys leading up to CryptidCon. Uh, we uh, decided to become uh, sponsors of CryptidCon, and I started looking down the list of other sponsors, and, and uh, my buddy called me out of the blue and uh, said, hey, have you heard of these Cryptids of the Corn guys? Yeah. Have you heard of this show? And they're from Ada. So it's like, well, they're on this list of sponsors and vendors at CryptidCon. So uh, I decided to reach out, and we started chatting a little bit uh, before CryptidCon and hit it off and got to hang out with you guys and had some drinks. We had a blast. Yeah, Just yeah, some yeah. drinks. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just we a few. Were, we, were a little, we had a little bit of a late start. You guys were uh, definitely... Uh, ahead of us a bit we had that. a head start yeah <laughs> it was our <laughs> listeners fault i'll put that out there right now guys you know who you are yeah shout out to the their <laughs> patreon members that were hanging out with us all great people um but you guys are killing it man you, you know you guys yeah. have a great show you guys i think work really really well together uh, we get a little business out of the way why don't you tell us where we can find you guys and uh you know, give us a little background. That used to be recorded, so it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that to you. You're good at it. All right. Uh, every major, you know, podcast app, we have a YouTube and we try to do the YouTube as like fun stories that are exclusive, like just to YouTube. Uh, they're always like, what have we been doing lately? Just add a book. Like I have this gigantic library. Of oh, cryptid gosh. books. I was like, let's pick a random book, pick a random story. Let's read it. And then let's talk about it. So we like that because it's there's no work on my end I have to do. Well, there's uh, but, really no work at all besides me reading. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like I said, no work on my end. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shoot. Uh, no, but found on every major podcast app. Uh, Facebook, we do a live show every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, Crips and Coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to do some throughout the week in the evening. Uh, we have slacked off on that, do holidays and stuff like that. I don't think we've done one that's since good. before shoot, Thanksgiving. It's that time of season, though. Yeah, we'll start back up again in, in January. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then Instagram. What am I forgetting? Oh, cryptids Patreon of, and cryptidsofthecorn.com. Oh yeah, Jay a website loves, Justin built. Loves to shout that out that I built our website. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a dumb fish guy, so that was a, <laughs> it was a lot harder than it needed to be. It, it's I mean we started off we're just getting help now redoing our website, and Kyle for the most part built the first iterations of ours. It's 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 a it's a big project. So kudos to you guys for landing the website. Oh, yeah, and then got a shout-out. We are doing a, a live show with Hillbilly Horror Stories April 22nd uh, Post Town or yeah, Post Town Elementary there in Middletown, Ohio. Okay. Uh, we have that on the uh, on the website. We have it on Facebook and stuff like that. Yep, tickets just went on for sale. Yep, and that will be content we do not share anywhere else just to kind of make it worth it and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Exclusive. Yeah, so I've already been saving back for a little middle absolutely. school? Yes, I have no idea. I don't know the story behind it. Okay. Well, I, you're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's pretty much all that stuff, right? Am I, I forgetting anything? I think you covered everything. You said mentioned the Patreon as well. Do movie nights on there. We do trivia nights. Yep. Dude, fun. Uh, so we do like, it'll be trivia questions about stuff on the show. Jay will take the test just to see how good it is, to see how much he retained and stuff like that. <laughs> right, which is never that much. Oh, uh, you did okay. <laughs> did all right. I passed. Yeah, if I had to test. I would have passed. <laughs> Dude, that's great. You got to make sure. I love that. <laughs> I passed. Yeah, that's all that matters. <clears throat> Jay's been there awesome. for every episode. I don't remember over half of them. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't either. It moves by fast, though. It really does. So how long have you guys been a show? Just a little over when a year. When did you guys start? A, a year and like three weeks now. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the official first recording was November 11th. Oh, okay. I was like, well, I thought I heard something, but I was thinking that. Yeah. I thought I was having a stroke. I've been watching okay. a lot of Stranger Things, so I was like, maybe it's the Russians. The Russians. <laughs> Number stations. I took my headphone off for a minute, like, nope. Oh, they weren't getting in my headphones. I, he's blocking it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Da approved. What, what, what was the question? I don't even remember. Uh, how long you guys have been? How long you've oh. been podcasting? Yeah. So, like Jay been? said, a year and like a year and three weeks. November 11th I think was our first recording session ever. So literally. We had recorded the first episode right when we, right before we went down to to Crypticon, as just as just you know going to hang out. Right, 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 right. right. And, okay. Know, telling everybody like, yeah, we have a podcast. <laughs> Don't have any episodes out. Doesn't exist. Right. So how long from fake it till you make it? How yep. long from that we have a podcast to getting that first episode? Or did you have a first episode? So we had recorded it right before Crypticon. I actually think it came out that week. So I think there was an episode out. But okay. Was, okay. It was rough. Let's just put it that it was way. With and so that's twenty dollar microphone oh, in our friend's kitchen with German <laughs> shepherds running around barking. <laughs> oh. The audio was horrible. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> so horrible. we sat out in the cold last night with our thermal imager, and we scared the hell out of a possum. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We could see something, so we put. I won't say what we put out. There was something that was desirable out in the middle of this forest for some reason. I don't know who did it or what, and we could see something coming up. And messing with the pile. And we're like, oh, is that a Bigfoot's hand? <laughs> so we run down there, and it's a freaking possum pulling off the pile. That's awesome. And he's just looking at us like, how the hell did you guys know? Like, how did you know we were here? We were up top of this ridge. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, about a year and three weeks. Mm-hmm. So whose idea? How did you guys get together? How did you guys oh, This is Jay's up? favorite story. Okay. Well, we've known each other for I don't know how many years. Forever. Now. I mean, I mean, pretty much yeah. growing up. Our, our grandpas small town. were very close friends. That is true. Very our grandpas cool. were like best friends, which is that's so weird cool. coming around. My mom actually spray painted. I was gonna say that his grandpa's the side of his car. Um, <laughs> she did with black spray paint. So Mike, <laughs> real quick, Grandpa Ray just passed this year. Uh, he was a great fan of the podcast. He was a professional painter. He still has cars that he painted. They're out there still winning car shows. Wow. wow. So this is not just you spray, like somebody spray painting your car. Right. So when my mom was a little girl, she wrote, he used to give her rides in the town and she wrote Ray's taxi service on the side. Oh my In black God. spray paint. <laughs> on a, on a car's paint, the paint on it alone in like that, in the, what, the seventies? Uh, Probably. I don't, uh, I don't it know. It was that. like five or six grand in paint. I just know. Uh, and he left God. it. Yeah. She, she was probably the only person that could have got away oh, with yeah. it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was just like, oh. Okay, Vicky. Yeah, <laughs> that's but crazy. so we but we didn't know each other really growing no, up. No, no, no. Because we're I mean, uh, you graduate. We graduated probably six years apart from mm-hmm. high school. But uh, but so I work at a bowling alley, and Justin comes in quite often for euchre night, partakes okay. in some Best drinks. Best bar in town. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so one night I was bartending, and we've talked from time to time, you know, about whatever. But then one night Justin approaches me as I'm bartending and just says. Do you believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> Aggressively. I was yeah. belligerent. He was, come over here. Come over here right few now. Drinks, few yeah. drinks. Uh, in a few drinks. A few. A few, yeah. He was, yeah. So he pull, fingers me over there like, you get over here now. I'm like, uh-oh, what'd I do? And he's like, do you believe in Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> and then so we started a Bigfoot group, Hardin County Bigfoot Society. Okay. So we're, he just had the idea of let's gather around 
get people in town. Just let's just talk about it. He would he printed up newsletters for each. I had very each. nice stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was prepped. Like he had this idea in his mind for a long time. Just finally, in a drunken stupor, it forced its way out, and. <laughs> and it did. So we formed this just going to meet once a month. Let's discuss Bigfoot with whoever in town wants to join us. So our first meeting, we had us two, Emily, and two other people. Yeah. <laughs> so it was us five. That, just, that was the start of it. And that's about as big as it got. Well, it, it got smaller a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other two guys, other than your it wife. It just was and, scheduling. And like, yeah. It just wasn't yeah. working. It wasn't anything against anybody. Yeah. 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 It just wasn't yeah. working. It was just, you know. Well, and it's tough for something yeah. like that. That's just an interest to say we're going to be. It, yeah. yeah. And Doing anything people, as you get older gets difficult. Yeah. So we just kind of. Well, we just, yeah. just talked about it. And that's what birthed the idea of Justin's like, well, you know, we should just go out because we wanted to plan on doing like a Bigfoot, you know, excursions and stuff and yeah, see yeah. if we can bring people along, just get have fun. Field. Yeah. And do it and bring people with us in yes. the group to do it. And he's like, well, we should record, like pot, talk about it and then start a podcast and just talk about what we, what we're doing. I was like, well, that sounds like fun. I've never done a podcast for sure. Why not? Let's just do it. So he went out and bought, yeah, the $20 mic. It was a hundred dollar kit. You can get on Amazon. They still sell it. And it had a recording board, all your cables and a mic. It is not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but it got us our start. Now I did. Now I will. I will give it that credit. It's it was enough to be like, okay, well, I guess this is equipment. Well, we have a podcast now. Yeah, yeah so, let's so, just, so we can officially audio. say it's it. like anything yeah, else. We recorded yeah. audio. Yep. You know, <laughs> drink wine. You start off. It doesn't matter what kind of wine it is. You're like, that's terrible. As you go, it's just wine's wine. Yeah, you don't know what you know. You know until you get there and start going. Okay, that was terrible in retrospect. I had this giant box over the first six months, so our first six months was just our first six months was rough. We got better stuff, but we had this whole big box, which of was stuff. like nine, like less than seven months ago. I know because it's but the last six months has been a whole different experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, it was just like I had this whole big box of audio cables. I didn't know what any of them did. We were buying stuff that wasn't compatible with the other stuff we had because right. we didn't understand anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. So finally, uh, we just started going through, okay, this is what these words mean. <laughs> this is what, like, uh, and finally we got stuff that, like, I remember we put a bunch of money together. Not a small sum of money. Right. Went over yeah. to a company called Sweetwater. Love them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I'm just like, here's this sum of money. I want a complete, nice <laughs> podcasting kit. Yeah. Everything, mics, board, computer. I want it all. This sum of money, I want it all to work. I'm tired of buying stuff that's not compatible right. with this and, other crap and we own. Blowing right. out two mics that yeah. you just got. Oh my gosh! Forgot about didn't that. Didn't know what you? Phantom Power was. Oh yeah. Right, right. So I had yeah, I blew out things. these mics that didn't need power. Uh huh. I sent electricity to them. Yeah. I'm like these stupid mics don't work. <laughs> yeah, because they freaking fried them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dang. Two in a row. Mist two back to back. <laughs> Mistakes were made, but that's how you learn. That's how you learn. So that was nice. Uh, and then, yeah, so after that. Well, oh, I was going to say, like, that's I didn't know Justin had a Bigfoot experience. I didn't know he had extensive oh, interest in, me out. in Bigfoot or just cryptids in general. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a very long story. Well, well we've got time. I know. We can, <laughs> we, can give the, we can give the quick version. We, we can get, yeah. But I found that out during one of our Hardin County Bigfoot Society meetings. That's when I found out. I'm like, oh. Like, this is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so it definitely helped. That helped uh, just him telling that story. Yeah. 
kind of and Ice then breaker. I, and then that's when I went over to his house and seen his plethora of books and everything of just everywhere. Bigfoot track cast. Bigfoot uh, like a psychopath. <laughs> pictures all over the walls, just cryptid stuff, you know. And uh, like yeah. I I didn't know this side of him before. You ever were doing living it and breathing it even before the show. For what? So after I had my Bigfoot encounter, I was seventeen. Okay. Uh, my dad and my brother both had the same encounters. Uh, all of our family had experiences. We didn't talk about it for five years. Outside of Ada. Yeah. Around Ada. Hardin County Line. Allen, Hardin Line. Okay. Uh, County Road 60. There you guys go. Find it. <laughs> go bug. You go get. If anybody goes out there, you'll get shot, just so you know. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, 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 not going there. It's not <laughs> worth it. There's, no, there's not a Bigfoot out there right now. I, we had a very, I feel we had a very special situation. But uh, uh, we even discussed on the way down here more factors that could have led to the reason oh why gosh. he was there. But anyways, go on. I don't even remember what I was saying. See, that's why we don't do anything live. We cut this all out. <laughs> yeah. It's no. all good. It's the fun I think we were, we were digging on Yeah. how'd you meet, how'd you get started. Now, I so you started the, the Bigfoot meetup discussion society, group yes. society. That <laughs> fell apart, uh, not due to anybody's fault. And okay. we were still sitting. So we're like, you know, like Jay said, you know, might as well set a mic down. Uh, Always. Yeah. We really, I think episode three. It was the Frogman, the Loveland Frogman. Yeah, okay. baby. Was when we actually found what we wanted to do with the podcast. Your your kind of the your style and yeah. format. Yeah, because yeah. we wanted to just discuss our excursions. Because you guys like are that. research based, like heavily research based, where you go in and you, you dig in. Yeah, you were saying about sixteen hours a week or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so we do three shows at On least. Just research. Yeah, so between all three, the scripts and the research for those is probably about sixteen hours. He's just nuts. He's just nuts. Jay does about 22 seconds a week. Maybe. That's pushing it. <laughs> I think you would agree. I don't – I'm, I'm just like – again. Did, we tag-teamed the Giants <laughs> The Giants episode. I think we were both uh, – as far as, like, the research went, I'm more of like I, – I did a lot more of, like, the script writing and kind of organizational stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, Giants, I mean, we sat down a couple of, a bunch of nights and banged through books and – yeah. Got sights and, you yeah. know, try to make it. We had a lot of great images that we were really trying to pull in and yeah. some stuff like that. Um, but, you know, Bub and I have known each other since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So we've been like super thick of thieves as thieves for forever. Long time. Um, and uh, I kind of always thought um, that Bub and I would just travel around the world and, and do like a paranormal show together. Like that was always kind of. Like when, we were, when we were kids, because yeah. we were we had the same interests, UFOs, cryptids, uh, you know, paranormal in general, um, conspiracies. We you know kind of bonded over that and and um, um, but good stories, yeah, right? you know, good campfire stories, yeah. good scary stories. Oh whatever. yeah, jeez man, yeah, stuff that you just don't get out of your head. Yeah, you know, I still remember so many stories from being a kid of like, yeah, I can't believe that. And then you get older and you start to have your own experiences or, or run into people that have and you're starting to go okay and it, i don't know just having somebody kind of tap you when you when you're old enough and kind of hey you need to look this way yeah mm-hmm. you know not not like anything super concrete but just kind of open your eyes a little bit more and then yeah we just feed each other or have over the years yeah. of like have you read this have you read you know mm-hmm. and just naturally over time it's like that's 
yeah what most of our discussions would turn into i would have to actually screen his calls from time to time because like depending on <laughs> where i was going or what I'd i would do obsessed about i knew it was gonna be like man this things. might be a three hour like oh, i've yeah. never i've never gotten obsessed about have I? oh never yeah it was it was you've gotten so many weird calls where i just scream at you <laughs> weird screaming. text screaming yep i mean even before really like i got into video production yeah like my main interests are paranormal spirituality there's uh, you know uh the ufos cryptids uh and and i always thought like using getting into video production which i kind of got in the game late uh to the game and and went back to school pretty much when i was in my 30s to study film and video mm -hmm. and um and then through that process met stoner and ron and uh the guys over at uh, we all worked at promo west here in town the uh, uh concert production company so that's how i met stone and uh and those guys and we really clicked uh shooting concerts and festivals mm -hmm. and so it was never my goal to like be the best concert video production specialist or even the best uh you know doing video production getting in my foot in the door to learn but really doing this was always my ultimate goal not necessarily a podcast but creating content and pursuing things that i'm passionate about right. and interested in and video is kind of like a vehicle for me to, to explore and then like i said i always kind of pictured him as my you know wingman yep. in, in that journey so ever uh, since he's had a camera but even before this you might not have known what to do with it but you were always filming stuff. oh yeah yeah like my mom's old uh what was it uh, protest wall street or what was the yeah all I of mean, that going on now i mean yeah. if there was something was going on mike he was banging there my head against the wall or go meet somebody that yeah. had a story or i mean <laughs> you've been collecting for a while and yeah I, I think you were always going down that path because again it's just like as a kid even that's all i wanted from people like just tell me good i hate to say it but like yeah if you're interested were, in stories yeah if mm -hmm. you had something unique to talk about or something crazy or off the wall whatever it is it could be anything but as i've gotten older and just again kind of like yeah we know what we know but there's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of uh um contempt and thinking that we have it all locked down and that we really understand everything right, right. like that's where i'm at yeah. like just i have a i have a sound bit for jay saying screaming we know nothing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's so true it's yeah. pretty much i mean true. once I mean, you really go deep into one thing right you're just like, how like for example like our one of our big kyle and myself and and bub too is like kind of bringing them into the world of ancient civilizations lost civilization lost technology weird out of place artifacts mm -hmm. because the conspiracy stuff and a lot of that got me so burnt out and just mentally drained that, that i really started going on. deep into spiritual technology spirituality yeah. uh trying to understand myself and then through that process like understanding uh how the pyramids are built this these technologies that you know once you start going down that then it, it really opens up it's like everything is really connected everything like all of these subjects that i've had it, the ancient civilization stuff kind of tied everything together mm -hmm. all the things i was into when i was a kid and in high school and when in my 20s it really does tie everything all of my passions and interests together because it is magical paranormal shit mm -hmm. and and so you know in 2020 really this was our our uh, pandemic project the shutdown 
So, you know, we didn't have creative outlet, all the concerts, the festivals, everything went away. So we decided to, you know, we've been wanting to kind of, instead of being a loose band of freelancers, we really needed a company to do bigger events Mm -hmm. and to do bigger projects. So that's when the strange road, the company was created to, you know, be able to number one, start the podcast and that brand, but also have a company where we could produce virtual events, live streams, and, and kind of take all those skills we learned together separately um, at times together, but, um, and kind of bringing it under this umbrella and trying to build an arc to just allow us to explore weird shit. <laughs> exactly. Like, pretty much. Yeah. I, you know. Well, not only that, like, you know, a couple of years back when you guys landed DOD, uh, Dimensions of Disclosure, mm-hmm. they did the live stream production for that out in California, which was basically like a mini ancient aliens slash ufology conference for the weekend. I mean, it was it's like contact in the desert, a little bit smaller version of contact in the desert. It okay. Was pretty so big though. I mean, and it, it, yeah, there were a couple guys from ancient aliens. We were David Wilcock, filming. Corey David good. Wilcock. Yep. Yeah. I know um, those guys hung out with, say hung out with a few of them. They're Jay's wheelhouse doing, yeah. some, you know, some, uh, Corey I went Goods. along and just helped out yeah. doing like odds and end stuff. Cause again, I have no, Bubba's our PA. He killed yeah. it too. It was a fun time, but like doing that, you know, and then seeing what I've always thought too, is like I was telling you earlier before we started the show, I was talking about John Keel and trying to find good video audio of like talks and conferences, Darren, et cetera. Yeah. It's not there. Mm-hmm. I don't, they, they might was, put up a camera, but I'm like, this oh. is such valuable stuff, though. Like, I mean, you could you've seen how garbage yeah. our video is. Yeah. What? No. 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 no, no, no you already no, saying no. yeah. No. But you know, go, like, <laughs> try to go. You already to, said yes. Like, a gr- it always bothered me because you go to like go to Graham Hancock. Like back in the day, even like now, it's getting a lot better. Yeah. But go try to find five, four or five years ago a good video of a Graham Hancock presentation. No, I agree. Where, where yeah, they're not they're not accurate. shooting yeah. the screen. Mm-hmm. He's in front of a projector, and you're shooting the screen mm-hmm. instead of bringing it in digitally and having that slide deck integrated yeah. with lower third a broadcast quality show. So we got kind of obsessed with like wanting to take over that alternative uh, conference live stream and, and and AV world where we can take help these conferences kind of up their game and yeah and because if i don't want to go to sweden and it's paid live streams but Mm -hmm. somebody can put on a live stream and i can watch that yeah because i can't find that on youtube there's no good clips of this there's no good documentaries anymore that i can find that have this you know i mean i would love to see stuff like that so and she tried to do a live stream the year before and it just absolutely failed Mm -hmm. they tried to do it themselves not realizing like you got to sit there and babysit those cameras Mm -hmm. you got to babysit that stream you got to take it you know have something to roll to after the the conference the speaker's done and in between it's work they're switching over like you can't just casually run a live stream and a video production (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you know we shot this um little tribalize event and live streamed a bunch of these sessions at this uh place in, in loveland colorado um and uh the couple weeks later dimensions as disclosure their event was there and the av guy there was like hey you need to call these guys from columbus like mm-hmm. they can really really help you with next year's live stream because he's like dude it was horrible yeah like you guys really need to help it i'm gonna give her your number so she con the uh, Adrian Youngblood contacted us, and then it took probably six. I mean, we had twelve guys. We traveled from Ohio out there, 
and put on a beautiful three-day live stream. Ron Stone, they, they executed it beautifully. It was fantastic. Got a lot of eyes. And then we just kind of thought, we're going to take this shit over, this alternative conference world. It would have been great. Yeah. And I get to go we do got what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen to all of the stuff I want to And we got hear. to interview all those guys. David oh, awesome. Wilcock, Corey Good, David. That's how we met David Lombear Senapass and Clifford, Clifford Mahuti. Yeah. So those videos that you see on our YouTube page, two of those are from Dimensions of Disclosure. We had a little room set up. We did uh, interviews set up. There was a lot up. going on. Um, there were a lot of different rooms <clears> with different speakers at different times. And then they were in another room filming a documentary and is all happening at one Editing time it in a hotel and feeding it on back the beach. into the show. <laughs> like, That's awesome. It was fun. It was really cool. It, it But then COVID happened. Very random. Boom. Bam. Killed it all. It just all Done. went away. Done. Mm-hmm. All the concerts, the fest, the fun shit yeah. we were like really primed up to do because our whole model was let's get in with these conferences and then on the side we're shooting interviews for your own content. For yeah. our content. Mm-hmm. So that was like really the pilot for a lot of the stuff that we're still trying to do now Mm -hmm. uh you know we have clients our business on the production side of things started taking off and and, you know about mid 2020 when the summer started coming and work started coming back um so you know this has been a project for over two years now like to get the studio kind of where it is and it looks great um, yeah it looks awesome Hey, but, as long as you keep working at it. But this is what we did this Absolutely. for. We want to have guys like you come in and hang out and provide like a safe, dope space to just get in deep. Well, what do, do we what we like talk, to do, which is talk, talk about, to people. You lured and, us in here with beer first off. I, mean, <laughs> I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> we had them set out in the hallway. Several, there was several yeah, texts. little trail. They were just kind of hitting at cider being here. <laughs> oh, great. yeah. Well, we like, saw the pile of ciders in front yeah. of in front of y'all at, at uh, the Crypticon. hotel bar at CryptidCon. Um, but you know, it's Jen's fault. <laughs> yeah, it is Jen's fault. There you go. If she's yeah. watching this because they they commented on it earlier that they might come and watch. Nice, Jen. Cool. It's your fault. We got some because it was horrible. Because <laughs> shout out to Jen. <laughs> she's Cheers. one of your still your drinking since Patreon. Yeah, thank you. No, Numbers? just or just, it, uh, just overall out. fan. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, I mean, yeah, Crypticon was crazy. Uh, I I have a history at conferences. In what way? Of not remembering them. Getting extreme. Oh, hello. <laughs> he just likes moonshine. Yeah. And so cider. I don't drink or it or at whiskey. home. Yeah. Oh, I, cider I drink at home. I don't drink moonshine at home. Moonshine specifically gets you fired up for conferences. Yeah. I I don't get like wild as in bad wild, but I get no. loud. Yeah. Loud. Yep. And yep. I start yeah. screaming that jellyfish are in the skies and. It just <laughs> It's the same stuff we talk about. I just get louder with it. <laughs> yeah, a little more aggressive with it. Yeah. Not in a bad way aggressive. No, no, no. Just I don't I'm not I'm definitely louder. not a mean drunk. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 not, not at all. all. Not I'm, at I'm all. I'm a pile of jelly. You can put yeah. it away and it's sh- <laughs> shocking how much you can put it away and just be fine. Still conscious. <laughs> what? No, there's st- still coherent thoughts, but when you're ready to go, you're done. Yeah, there's a, always you, that one beer that tips me over. Yep, and and you know, <laughs> you know it cuz he's out of there. He'll That's be talking awesome. 100 miles a minute, gone. and uh, then he's just gone. Oh, I can't see my hand anymore. He's yeah. in bed. It's time to lay down. Yeah, in bed snoring. I do the hand test. Uh, some him. people have seen me do it. Where I just, you know, I look at my hand. I'm like, can I see my fingers? <laughs> All right, can't. It's time to lay down. <laughs> and then I'll be up at 5 a.m. Oh, gosh. I am. I'm up. I'm always the first one up. Yep. And Grandpa yep. Ray taught me that a long time ago. If you can be a man at the, in the night, you got to be a man in the morning. That's a great. That's a great way to live, man. 
That's so a great. I am not a morning person. Neither <laughs> am I. But if you party hard and you have to do something in the morning, if you, you get don't up, back off, well, that, get that it out of your system. Agree with. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely. just saying I don't do it as a like if it's Saturday and I get get a little too <laughs> far off into the tequila wonderland. Mm-hmm. I'm not waking up Sunday at five just to wake up. Well, yeah, it's more because we're at the conferences and stuff like that. Like we have to that have I a can, booth set up at six and that I can get down. Yes, yes, yes. I got a funny conference story for you. If you guys want to hear it, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Our first conference ever was Ohio Bigfoot OBC. Uh, hi, Sparky. He's got <laughs> runs it. Um, it is crazy. Ohio Bigfoot Conference is one of the best conferences in this country. Yeah, for sure. In the country, a list speakers, great people run it, and the camaraderie run the whole event. Like we go there from mm-hmm. Thursday, and we stay till Monday. Okay. Because we have there's so many great people involved mm-hmm. that like we have people like friends coming in from like way way out of state and stuff that'll hang oh, out. Oh, it's big. Yeah, uh, eleven thousand people I think is what they did this year something like there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so see, I would love to reach out to them and and that's one uh, somebody we've been tr- we've tried to get a hold of them in the past to just help out. You know. Yeah. And it's right near. It's very very close. So what they oh, used yeah. to do. So <clears throat> it's famous for selling out in like thirty seconds. Yeah. And it does. Every year it does. Uh, for the speakers. Anybody can go to the main event where you can see, you know, you can come hang out with us. You can go, you know. But to see the speakers, there's only like 100 seats. Okay. And so there's people that like hover over this like a hawk. Wow. Waiting. Just but to they click. used to have this right giant they conference go center. All bad. Where you wow. could pay $5 to watch the speakers on videos. And they stopped doing that a while ago. I don't know why. Because there was so much overflow. Yeah. But I, I don't know the reasoning yeah. behind anything. I don't know. If yeah, we actually talked to Jeff from CryptidCon about that. Uh, oh. I introduced yeah. myself yeah. to Jeff towards the end of the event. It's like, hey, you know, we're, we'd love to be a uh, more involved sponsor. If you guys uh, needed anything on, like, the AV side, like, how can we help you kind of up the level of what, in, the, in the conference mm-hmm. room? Um, and he's like, yeah. He's like, I would love to have some help with that. That'd be great. Um, but he was talking about doing an overflow room where just having like a TV. Yeah. yeah. Especially uh, oh, those, even this. those Cryptic, size of yeah. events. Yeah, 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 for sure. Even this was this last one was difficult. Yeah. I mean, we would go early to get to a seat because we're right. like, It depends on the speaker Man. heavily. You know, By the way, able- Micah Hanks. Wow. I yeah. saw that one. That's the one I sat Dude, in Dude, Micah's uh, the man. I would love Micah Hanks. If you're out there, I know we're a little was, show. You're a, a great, busy man, but well, you're also speech. talking on our show right now, so maybe. Yes, yes, absolutely. Email uh, we, below. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, his his presentation was great. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Ohio Bigfoot, they have this great thing. That's the the funnest part of the conference in my my mind for everything with Ohio Bigfoot is the after party. Okay. And it's not like a party party. It's they set up a giant bonfire. With a ton oh, of chairs, nice. and we all go sit out and hang out in the woods together, mm-hmm. right behind the facility. And it's super nice, That's and people perfect. start sharing Bigfoot stories. Uh, I ran it for, well, I kind of forced myself to take control of it for a little bit, because I brought out a bunch of stuff to give away and stuff like that. Yeah. There was kids and stuff, so I was like, all right, kids, whoever does the best Bigfoot howl gets a prize. So we had like a bunch of kids doing a Bigfoot howl and stuff like that. I gave them all a prize, you know. They they all got the same prize. Yeah. But and then we th- were throwing T-shirts out and stuff like that, you know. And then the talking moon, Bigfoot stories. The moonshine took over. <laughs> well, okay. So I, here's how I pace myself. Now. The liquor's at those in control. <laughs> I don't bring beer or I don't bring cider. Yeah, yeah. I only bring me a jar of moonshine when it's gone. It's gone. That's I it. drank enough. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with Ohio Bigfoot Conference is this lady people. comes up. It's like. Midnight. 
Okay, we're like, okay, we're wrapping up. We're talking with Eric from Uncomfortable, Joel Thomas from Killing Mockingbirds. And we're like, all right, we're starting to wrap up. We're out of whiskey. We're out of moonshine. This lady comes walking up with this giant pull behind cooler. We're like, okay, she's got beer. And then she starts handing out these, oh, no. uh, about like this candle right here. Glass okay. jars. Oh. Jars of clear liquid. <laughs> clear liquid. To everybody. Everybody gets their own jar. Oh. And I, we're all like, oh, what's this? And she's like, I won't say the name because of this. Yeah, yeah. Moonshine that my brother made us. <laughs> Homemade shine. Yeah, yeah. And it tasted so bad. <laughs> Turpentine. So good. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like real, yeah, white real, lightning. White real lightning. moonshine. It was white lightning. It tastes yeah. like burnt corn and fried hair. So you knew it was good stuff. So we do this. And I st- I'm like, huh. Well, that was a small bottle. Uh, that's a problem. I drank it all, like instantly. He can drink moonshine like it's water. Like it's water. Doesn't matter what kind it is. So we end up finally going to bed. Exposed to drinking moonshine potentially. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's in your it's in your genes. Then. I cannot. Yeah. I took one sip no, of this Hawaiian punch moonshine. I can't. Ugh. Good. But yeah. there's a bunch of liquor I if I touch. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I can't. I can't drink. See, it. I can drink tequila. Mm-hmm. Tequila, I'm good. Our room was the bottom floor, and the closest to the fire, and our door opened up basically to the fire. So I'm like, I only gotta crawl there. <laughs> I can, <laughs> I can see the room. <laughs> I can see the room. So we crawl there. It is like, <laughs> like are we talking army crawl at the end. Yeah, <laughs> dragging lawn chairs back because we brought a bunch of lawn chairs out for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're like, <laughs> dragging these freaking chairs back. So it's like two thirty. We have to. We haven't set up yet because it just how it was happening. There was some confusion with setup and stuff like that. So it was a little funky. So we're like, we we got to be set up by 7. You know, people start coming at 7, so we got to be out there at 6. Well, I, I go to bed, and if I can sleep like an hour, I'll walk it off. It starts pouring outside, and I love rain. Yeah. And we have this nice little covered balcony. So I wake up. It's like 530. It's pitch black outside, and I just hear the rain pouring. Just, just pelting down. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to wake these two up, because my wife's in bed with me, and then Jay's in the bed next to us. So... I'm like, I'm not going to go wake these guys up. I'm just going to go sit outside. I'll go get a coffee in a minute. I'm just going to relax and let yeah. these guys wake up. I open the sliding door. Crystal clear sky. <laughs> it's not raining. I turn around, and I don't have my glasses on. I'm pretty much blind without my glasses. I turn around. The whole ceiling is pouring water into our room. Oh, my God. Like <laughs> a, You had a, a leak. Wa- no, a waterfall. Oh, my not God. Not like, oh, like water. And we have our, we just bought. This like three grand of podcasting stuff. What we were oh. talking about earlier when we yeah, got right, all of our right, new. We right. bought it the week before. Oh. We had it all out on the table because we recorded an episode oh then before God. we started drinking. Oh man! And I scream at the top of my lungs, Jay, grab the stuff. He wakes <laughs> up and he just doesn't know what's happening, and I'm just <laughs> throwing podcast equipment across the room. <laughs> just, just I'm like at least if it hits Damn. over there and it breaks, it's not being soaked with water. Yeah. Jay is so doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. He is taking one of my empty mason jars and catching water from this waterfall <laughs> and trying to dump it into the sink like it's doing something. Wait, it wasn't raining out? No. There was a leak above us. A, a fountain of water was in the room. Oh my God. It was coming. But I didn't have my glasses on. So I heard rain pelting. Oh I assumed God. it was outside. Right. I couldn't see a, it. It's going to be a lovely morning. Sit out there with your cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we're sc- I'm screaming. Uh, so finally, no, thank God nothing got broken. The maintenance guy was down there in like he's a half fat. a second. Yeah, he's down there fast. Yeah, he was a super nice maintenance guy. 
and he's banging on everybody's doors. So the problem with Ohio Bigfoot Conference is it's in the lodge. It's all cement floors on all the levels. Mm. And it's all tilted downhill to us. Oh, Jesus. So it could have been any room on the second or third floor. Oh, okay. oh wow. we're the last room, so that's right. where the floor ends. It's, all come, it's accumulating yes. right above your room. So the poor guy, he was great. But he's banging on everybody's door, waking everybody up. Because like, it's somebody's bathtub is what it was. Oh, that yeah. flooded. God. So the next morning, I'm sitting outside. And I'm late. I'm watching all these balconies. And I'm yelling at everybody. <laughs> I'm like, did you effing drown us? <laughs> did you effing drown us? <laughs> Just pointing and screaming at these people. Everybody thought it was funny. <laughs> I was throwing stuff. We have buddies there. We had other podcasts we knew there and stuff like that. I'm yeah, throwing awesome. stuff at their balconies. That's awesome. It was a rude awakening that morning. Oh, my God. He's yelling. Dude. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't care. I just want to go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you snapped me up out of a dead sleep. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to My bed's all wet. Trying was, to catch it in this jar. It was, that was the funniest thing. Is Jay's brain is not on, and he's trying to catch this little jar. Like this, it's like it's like that jar. This waterfall coming out of the ceiling, like it's doing something. It was. God. It was. And he's dumping it in the sink. Uh. And I remember screaming at him, like, "Put the jar down!" Yeah. Oh, okay, dude. When we all go out together, something weird always happens to us. Like we're always in the middle of some drama or situation, whether it be after like shooting a show. Or at Dimensions of Disclosure that time. Fire alarm when going we had off been, at the you know, Airbnb. We're in California. We're in a legal recreational a state. Yeah. And, uh-huh. you know, may have been partaking all day and all night on the back. We had an Airbnb and a patio. And we were up just working on graphics and oh, prepping God. for basically the setup the next day. And, and we just, we all, Cody, myself, Cody is uh, Kyle's younger brother. Okay. Uh, uh, little stoner. And you just hear like somebody peeling out on a loud Harley motorcycle. I mean, right behind our Airbnb. I was trying to go to sleep, and, and you I just the hear squealing really tires, and then weird crashes. This huge crash, and then silence, and there's nothing, and then you just hear. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> what have I done? What have I done? What have I That's done? That's not what you want to be here yelling into the you night. Dumbass! <laughs> this guy yelling but at no, himself no, in, in like a in this like oh a god shrill, like anguish. Oh why? God. Why? God. And then eventually it got to the point where he's like, "Why God? Why?" <laughs> So we're just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Somebody back. He's like, I'm hurt. But you can't. This guy's yelling. You we're can't like, go from this property what do we do? And get to the next property. It's in California. They're all cemented walls, walls mm. in between. Oh, so it's you can't even do anything. You have to go around the entire and these block huge arbor right bodies. Our house. You know, arbor yeah. body bushes like uh, hedgings. Yeah. Huge, huge bushes. We're like, even if you got over the wall, like to get across those arbor bodies. So Bub being a nurse. I go run into his room like, dude, dude, wake up. I think some dude's fucking dying <laughs> yeah. in the backyard. So Bob's like, ah. I think I went down the road and just a pair no of pants. Shoes, no shoes, pair of pants, no shirt. And just, just we, running. we're like climbing up over this wall, realizing that we can't get over the wall. So we take off through the front and Cody and Stone, we're all like, I'm calling 911. And then Bub's like trying to run all the way around. I gave up halfway. So finally, I get on the phone with nine one one, and this lady's like, 
oh, sir. I was like, yeah, you know, we just heard this huge motorcycle crash. I don't know what's going on. Some guy's hurt. I don't have no clue what's behind us. Oh, sir, you must be talking about the gentleman that wrecked his motorcycle at the Motel 6. I was like, oh, there's a Motel 6 behind us. Yeah. That makes sense. Because mm. he was in the parking lot and just, like, took off like a bat out of hell. It, and then crashes, and he's just back there. Oh, God, why? <laughs> you dumbass, why? But for, like, 20, 30 minutes. And yeah. 911 <laughs> comes. The, the cops come, and they're just going... Yeah, man, we can't move you. I don't know why. Why are you, why are you just standing there? Why don't you help me? And by know. this time, we're like, okay. He might have been under the bike. Like, the I don't EMT's know. coming. Emergency's coming. The cops are there. And we were dying. Unfortunately, we were couldn't help dying after a while. laughing. We were, laughing. Yeah. we were just like. It, <laughs> it seemed like a comedy sketch. Yeah. And it yeah. was One right of those He's like, why won't you help me? And they're like, because, you know, we got to wait we can't till the EMT show. <laughs> the hog was on Legally. top of him. Well, no. Yeah. So the, I, the muffler might have been burning oh, his leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was in anguish. Yeah. And I'm like, why it was are wild. we being pulled into this? <laughs> it was right. wild. Like, <laughs> Like I said, that the time that uh, one of our buddies was making a pizza when we were at an Airbnb, yeah, and all the toppings fell off <laughs> when he went to put it in the oven, they all right fell off and hit the in, bottom, right? Yeah, in the they bottom put it of in the there. Stove. So we're upstairs in this loft, and we just hear him talking to himself downstairs. This is like oh, man. two in the morning. Oh like, no, man! No, what man! What the hell is he doing down there? Why is he talking to himself? And the next thing you know, it's just smoke and alarms are going off. And we're oh, like, what? He's like, burnt and he's down there, like hopping up and down. We're like, so we take off down the stairs. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle God, gets stuck in the railing as he's going down, like falls. The alarm at the Airbnb like, is attached to automatically call the fire department. Yeah. So now we're like, okay, great. So the There's going to be a fire truck house. here at 2 Oh, no. And we're I'm at like, Serpent Mound. Stoner answers oh, on the no. phone. Yeah. yeah, this is outside of Serpent Mound. It was. We went there for a little, like, it was great. getaway retreat with the crew. And it's like, it was fun. let's build a big fire. You know, let's get recentered, have some laughs. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were just laying down and just like, I was drifting asleep when all of a sudden smoke just starts bellowing up over the top. So Kyle yeah, answers the phone. <laughs> And the lady's like, so what's going on? He's like, oh, you know, uh, sorry, we just uh, burn a bag of popcorn in the microwave. No big deal. And they're like, freaking brilliant. Like, just came up with it like that. She's like, well, the fire department's like, probably going to come. fire truck out here. You need to go and, and meet him at the end of the lane. So Kyle goes down there for like 25 minutes. Fire department never comes, thank God. Mm, yeah. But it's just like, man. Well, that's kind of a bad thing, too. Yeah, they never came. <laughs> yeah, you could look at it both ways. We're, we're like, like, hey, we're good. We're I know. Like, in the moment you are, but you're like, if we were really in a house that was on fire, <laughs> that would have been problematic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been that would have been an issue. They must have the just best known. Excuse, yeah. like how he came up with that. I was just like, we've stone had, on the spot. I, yeah, it was amazing. We've had some encounters. Yeah, I got one for you before we maybe talk about some cryptid stuff. Yeah. I don't know if Jay knows this one. So this is not something with me and Jay. In my old line of work, when I was uh, I was a fisheries technician. Which is the easiest way to explain it. I was a fishery biologist. Okay. It's, it's words that don't mean anything. Uh, so I shared a place called hotel room with this guy for four months out of the year for four years. So me and him were very close. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name because this is what he did. It may not be right. We were in this <laughs> first. We stayed in crappy hotels. What he did may not be right. <laughs> we stayed in really crappy hotels okay. forever. Yeah. Uh it was a problem. Like our company, just it was just something that would happen. 
We finally get in one nice one though. I don't know if you guys ever had like a stay bridge. They're uh, like ho- they're like apartments. As like a little kitchenette. And oh everything. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. got a whole kitchen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. As a full yeah. kitchen. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they'll Bring do your on. laundry for you and stuff like yeah, that. It's if like you're more a, than a week. Mm-hmm. It's they're amazing. temporary housing, almost basically like a hotel. Yeah. Slash. It's uh, so Chicago's full of them because so many people stay there for the week. They'll like rent one for the year, but in the weekend they'll go home, wherever they live in Illinois or wisconsin or whatever yeah okay so they'll work out of them sure so we uh, just through circumstances we got to stay at one and it was amazing it was like we have our own bedrooms like me and him have been in these crappy hotels <laughs> looking like uh, this close to me and Jay. right into after we were in waiters for 10 to 15 hours a day covered in fish slime <laughs> so we reeked every day and we had to share a shout it was just so it was like it was like ah you know you're in this nice we had our own bathrooms and it's like why do we have our own bathrooms this is crazy. Spoiled. Yeah. Well, here's the problem: is it had a really fancy uh, or a really fancy stove. We didn't know how to work. Do you ever have <laughs> those pots that work with the stove surface where they oh, make yeah. an electrical connection and they yeah. heat up like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've never no. Like an induction. Yeah, st- it's crazy. Yeah. So when you turn, let's say you turn it to eight out of ten, it's instantly. It's eight right now. now. You'll burn like, yourself bad. But if you take the pot off, you touch it, it's not hot. Okay, gotcha. It's super weird. Yeah. Wow. So. We had this full kitchen. We're like, we always have to eat this horrible hotel breakfast. And we had a food cart. Yeah, so food breakfast. wasn't the issue normally, but we had to eat to breakfast because of our work schedule. So we're like, we're going to make breakfast. I love cooking. I do, that's what I do now. So we're going to make breakfast. So it is like 530 in the morning. we got to be at the truck at like 630. I, we crack some eggs, and we get the pot on it, and I put butter in there, and then I threw the eggs in there. Instantly burnt to the pans. Smoke pouring out of this thing. And I can't. T- I, I took it off, and it's still hot, and I couldn't do nothing. Well, the fire alarm starts going off, and we can't get to shut off. <laughs> and I pour. We poured water on it, and it made it worse. So I don't know if you notice with hotels, your fire alarm can go off for ninety seconds before the whole buildings goes off. Oh wow! So, so we're if you can literally. Stop it. Yeah, we're literally like, it's like, it's like second eighty-two. Zach, oh, our buddy Z. Uh, he sorry he's gonna yell at me (laughs) reaches up to the fire alarm pulls it out cords and all oh damn like that (laughs) it stopped and we're like does that work we're sitting there thinking like okay it's like it has to be 90 seconds at least is it alerted the building we're like peeking in the hallway okay there's no lights going off that's hilarious so we just said it fell out at the end of the trip. <laughs> it just <laughs> happened. He ripped wires and everything out of it. <laughs> fell. You're done. That saved it, uh, though. <laughs> he went, no more. Because <laughs> we were so stressed. Our boss was a high-stress man. Okay. He was a fine man, but any little hiccups, and he would like melt, have a meltdown. Yeah, yeah. No people like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we're like, we can't deal with this. This is 530 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. that, that specific trip had been horrible already. We were in really bad water. Uh, I'm famous... I got really sick because of water. I had Vietnamese lungworms. Ooh. Yeah. So I, we were in bad water. Wow. Uh, so that was just like, we can't, we can't let everybody go I almost outside. almost feel like that sounds Damn. like a cryptid, a Vietnamese lungworm. Right. <laughs> right. Close to death. Christ. Uh, that sounds scary enough. So basically I got him, I got, I, I had a hole in my waders and I got it through my, my foot and they can work through your bloodstream and stuff like that, but they congregate in your lungs. Uh, and it was right during the start of COVID. So I got really short of breath, coughing. 
uh, and I just couldn't move. I was so weak. I go to the doctor. They're like, all right, you have COVID. You're just not testing positive. I'm like, okay. Go home. Another two weeks. I'm not getting any better. I'm so weak. I can't go to the bathroom. Dang. Like, I couldn't make it. So my wife would set up chairs in the hallway because I'd have to take a break. Come on. Right. Jeez. I'm 30 feet. Jeez. And back and forth. Back and forth. And so we did this over like eight weeks. And finally, I'm just like, it's not COVID. Like, I'm dying. Something's happening here. Uh, no, I was dying. Yeah. I was. I, I was, bet. Probably. Uh, they were eating everything. I didn't have any I didn't have any power and then they were clogging my lungs and I already had lung trouble. So I couldn't I didn't have anything to spare. How do you clear those? I so that's part of the story I have to be really careful telling cuz I already ruined one thing. Uh workers comp sucks. For you to get uh, for a parasite to get all that time I was off, all that money I lost and the bills I was accumulating. I have to go to the doctor constantly. They need a species identification. And you have to do a test for each one of them. And let's say the test for each one of them is like 100 bucks. So the specialist I was going to was like, here's the problem with this, is that I will find what species this is. Yeah. But there are 4,000 species this could be. And we have to do a test individually for each one of them. So it's basically 100 bucks a, a pop. Jeez. And he's like, we can start with like the first 30, I think, is the most likely culprit from where you were and stuff like that. And he's like, and I won't, yeah. So here's a He's like, or you can go take something else that you just go buy somewhere that has a red label and you're going to feel like crap for two days and then you're going to feel great and it, i went so i didn't do anything with workers comp i went and bought my own medicine uh it was sour apple flavored what yeah i'll tell you off air yeah Jeez. i'm uh, like thoroughly interested at this point that's and crazy. i did he was right i would feel i was like i couldn't leave the bathroom because i was my it, this medicine makes your body identify so how parasites work is they basically s- set off all the immunoreactors that say hey we're a part of the body Inf- don't yeah, don't like attack us we're we're with you like an right, infection right, right. Yeah. it's not sending infection signals right mm-hmm. that's how tapeworms get along that's how all these parasites can survive for so long this drug turns that up to like 10 to like no we're going to scan the body real thoroughly the problem is, is it does get rid of all the parasites but every imperfection you have it's probably going to find that, too. Mm. And it's not a fun process getting all that out of you. Jesus. Uh, but after that, like, two days, I was like, oh, I can I can actually breathe and I can walk. And Good. But, yeah. That's crazy. So that was, yeah, Vietnamese lungworms, dirty water. Oh. And my, my, my specialist was like, yeah, I've only ever seen. So why they call them Vietnamese lungworms is because they're not immune to them. Most people are immune to this strain of animal. Uh, the Vietnamese have a genetic, basically a genetic uh, predisposition to be susceptible to this specific species of parasite. Okay. The only other people that get it, or he's like, I've only ever seen it, people that, like, work in the sewers every day, all day, forever. So that water was... Well, I, I tested sewer outfalls. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I am in the yeah, sewer yeah. basically every day, all day. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, gotcha. that, that tracks. Damn. Wow. I had, so, I don't... It's weird stuff with Justin. <laughs> I breed a lot of weird salamanders and newts and stuff like that, and a lot of them have toxins. Yeah, yeah. So first I thought I was dying from one of my pets. Right. Uh, and I'm like, so I'm telling him, we wrote down every species of animal I had, and he had to go back through, and he's like, okay, it's not the rough skin newts. Okay, it's not fire salamanders. Uh, and it was just like, it was a process. That's wild. I'm alive. Thank God. That's why I drink so much. It keeps the parasites out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making our t- my body toxic for everybody. 
Oh man, that's great. That's wild. Uh, so I mean, so give us kind of a layout, I guess, like the ecology of where you guys live. I mean, oh, a great example, real quick, of 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 a story is outside of Lima is the predator Bigfoot that a lot of people have have yeah that so known the about missing four and one and stuff like that yeah so you know so, he was an ONU professor yeah yeah Bruce absolutely McAbee. so that's yeah. what made me yeah. think of some of those stories coming out of the Lima area you guys being right there I mean we grew up what 40 minutes away and yeah mm-hmm. uh, just outside of Salina so yeah we're we're we don't have a lot of big sections of woods it's more just all cornfields yeah. right. i mean it's, they're like splotches hence the name we we picked right northwest ohio you know it's known we're corn we're corn everybody's right. been through it it's the start of the excuse me the true midwest yep yeah it's the start of the true midwest yeah. and the corn belt starts the northwest to north or the northeast ohio or the northwest southeast oh, okay gotcha that's the start of the corn belt and it goes all the way out you know iowa all that uh, specific cryptids though, the Defiance Dogman is a very unique Dogman case. Right, not uh, too far from us, about an hour away maybe. If I mean, maybe. it's not because it's far, because there's no straight way to get there. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally all those in like the center of Ohio. There's just those zigzag little yeah. one lane, two lane highways. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Ada, going from Ada to Defiance, you take pretty much country roads the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So and you're hitting little towns in between. Yep. But he was seen by rail workers first, and then by a lady and a cop. Uh, big classic werewolf dog man kind of thing. Except he hit people with a two by four. <laughs> that was the one odd story what? from that. It was everybody that would, like, he would uh, try to attack. He attacked people, but he would take a piece of wood and beat him with it. That was in wow. one, one account. Yeah, the but guy then, heard him behind him. He turned around. And he was holding it and whack. whack. So it's some kind of like conscious being in terms and some, of like some of the witnesses claimed a, that they could see plaid like plaid shirt and stuff on him like buffalo plaid a like dog remnants. man yeah with wow. a two by that four that seems like a werewolf right. almost like i'm with you i mean I'm i know that's the point dog. that's why i brought it up all together it's, it's uh how many people do you think saw five uh, or how six many encounters okay i think there was two or three separate two or three separate events events yeah but there was never an event that was just one person correct okay Oh, there's always multiple people when he attacked. Yeah, or, or he just would attack somebody, it. and then like somebody was down the street and seen what they thought was a mugger or a mugging happening. Okay, because he's hitting somebody. Yeah. So he attacked a woman, and a cop actually got involved. Dog man in clothes. Partial. Like, Partially clothed. Some of them said they could see remnants of clothing on it. Is this normal for dog men? It seems Not more or, like a werewolf, like that just right? turned in from a human into or a... Or a skin, skinwalker. Or that, or some, uh, some of the people have said, like, it could be from previous victims and stuff like that. Just like it was literally it's hanging off of, yeah, caught up in stuff. Right. But, but the two by the, the human two by like, four throws more me dog off. than Big human. Time. If he's got the two by four. Oh, so he could have killed that guy. Yeah. He pretty much knocked him out cold. You know the reason? Like the he other, hit him and dropped it and took off. The other rail worker was like say a hundred feet away and seeing this thing come up behind his buddy, clock him on the head, and then let go and ran. Like it was just it was odd one the whole case so is strange. just and what weird. do those people have to gain to make up some like those oh, railroad this was in like workers. the 60s right yeah was it back then the in 70s or 60s but i mean possibly back that then was an especially early episode you, you look that. like a kook for sure yeah. back in the 60s if it's you're, not gonna if you're, enhance your local image right especially so, small town ohio now no, did they get on the no. radio station and tell anybody uh, tell their story or so like no, how did the story get out Okay, it was in a wow. So that's because the cop was one. A uh, cop was one of the witnesses. Oh my god! 
basically police the, officer witnesses. Now, and once again, we did this probably this is season one, like episode shoot, like seven six. or eight. Yeah, yeah. it's so early. early, so long time ago. We're we're at, like we've done a hundred. We were still learning, like forty yeah. episodes now. So it were yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, but I believe with the cop one, that was the one. It was attacking a woman. Okay, and then a cop seen it, like basically he thought it was a classic mugging, so he's running to stop it, and it's a werewolf. Like, or a dog man, you know, this big... Fills out the police report, and yeah, it's in public record. And then there's mm-hmm. actually, a, like, a PB out for it. And they assumed, I think, I can't remember now, but it was like somebody in a costume is what they were saying. Like, yeah. hey, look up for this crazy guy wearing a costume attacking people. Well, yeah. that's what I was about to ask, is, like, if anybody that did witness this, did they say it looked like somebody in a costume? Or they all were like, nope, it definitely was a... There's not much outside of what I basically just said for research. Hmm. Yeah. Because... It got shut down pretty quick. That's kind of like our Love and Frog to... episode yeah. of, you know, we just did a little a little chunk of it because it was just like there's not that much information about right. mm-hmm. some of these encounters mm-hmm. here in Ohio. It got I mean, buried pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, now, the Minerva monster might be the most well-documented because it was over, like, a whole summer. I mean, there yeah. were, mm-hmm. it was extended. It was their pet. Yeah. I mean, they even wrestled with it. Right. Wait, what? Yeah, the, the kids jumped on its back because they thought originally they thought they were they, well, they were on the back of the property. They thought it was a homeless man. Yep. They would leave food out for it. Uh, so basically, they don't want nobody messing with this homeless guy. Uh, and he, they they kind of start like this guy watches the property for us, and this at the start of the Bigfoot encounters. Okay. Right. Uh, so they don't they haven't seen it yet. So later on, you know, they see it in their yard and stuff like that. Then they know it's not a homeless guy. Right. Mm-hmm. But before that, like they would literally every time they made dinner, they'd go out to the back of the chicken coop because it never messed with the chickens. They'd leave a plate of food out for him because it's like, all right, Ted or whatever, you know, he he watches Ted. the house. Ted. And uh, there was basically an abandoned mine shaft back there and an abandoned coal like storage place. So okay. there was like a little hut back on the back side of this property. Okay. So some of the kids basically went out and they're like, we're going to go mess with this homeless guy. And they jumped on his, they heard him down below, this kind of like lip. And they jumped down on his back. Bigfoot threw him off. They're like, okay, that's not a homeless guy. They didn't do anything more. I mean, that was really the end of it is that Bigfoot ran off. The kids ran off. But the throwing rocks, uh, what was the ant? The ant was oh. famous. That's your favorite part. Yeah, the lady that she said, like, okay, if this is really, what'd she say? If Basically, she's like, she was saying it was a guy Yeah, on the backside of the property because this is after they knew it was a Bigfoot. Like, it's a guy, and he's throwing rocks really, really specific. Like, if you are a Bigfoot, hit me in between the eyes with a rock. Because it was playing with the kids. It was just throwing rocks back and forth. It wouldn't hit nobody. wouldn't do nothing. Whoop. Nailed it right, right in the, right right in the forehead. Wow. Dave and Goliath stuff. Kind of classic Bigfoot uh, throwing stones. Yeah. You know, when they're really, you hear, when you're in their territory, they'll ha- ha- toss like big giant boulders. Yeah. But that's kind of your classic Bigfoot of getting things like acorns and to, stuff to move. at you. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of fits the, fits the bill. We always talk about it like... If a Bigfoot's throwing something at you, you'll know whether it's playing or whether it's serious. Or whether it means it. Because it can throw a something the size of a... Yeah, yeah. Order, yeah. So if it's just throwing pebbles at you and it's not hitting you, that's on it's, purpose. It's trying to yeah. get your attention. Yeah. Just seeing what you do. I really believe that's more reactional or even maybe fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, let's yeah. see what they do. Yeah. Let's see what they do. Because I think... If it, you're getting like the golf ball size stuff, that's maybe more serious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're getting a basketball size rock being flying... Or a log flying past your head. Yeah. They didn't hit you because they didn't want to hit you. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to. They, they want. They were very accurate, at least from anecdotal stories. And right, stuff like right, that, right, you know? right. That's everything we pretty much talk about is, pretty much. Well, is they're human. Educated guesses. You know, they same. 
range Same. of motion like we do to be able to throw something. They have a grip, a, a big giant hand to be able to grip something and and come back and and put some velocity behind it if they really want to. Oh yeah. yeah. And if they're like throwing stuff and that's a part of their like maybe they throw stuff at each other. Oh, yeah, maybe probably all the time. So I mean, so by the time you're little, you got a cannon. You got a giant Bigfoot cannon. We kind of connect some of the old troll stories in Europe with maybe a Sasquatch like relative and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, for right. sure. I, you know what they I used to do? About trolls is they would basically play tag with rocks. <clears throat> that's what, troll stories like they literally that's where they'd say all these stones were from. These giant random uh, what we'd call maybe over here like a glacial erratic. Yep, like you know, where it drops. Yeah. Uh, the glacier. But they were saying that literally it was drops. these uh, these big these these trolls that would throw rocks at each other because that's how they played. And if you got, if your town just happened to be in the middle of a game, that was bad news. Oh jeez. <laughs> uh, they I mean, they would decimate towns and churches and stuff like that. Where you He's going, running Michael? away. No, I'm good. You guys want anything? Yeah, we grab me one too. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, whatever you grab me. Whatever you grab me is fine. Too, too hot, Mikey? It's a heated discussion. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, Thank you. I'm going to, well, yeah, I want to ask some questions. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, 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 you're good. Famous for tangents. No, no, you're great. Um, so, obviously, you have an interest in what you're t- you know, doing with your podcast and how you got started into that. And I'm assuming probably had the same kind of exposure as a child, saw movies, read books, had the familiar somebody or other that maybe gave some credence to a story, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Is that close to accurate or what got you? Mine st- may be exactly opposite of what you just said. Okay. We didn't believe in Bigfoot. I was always going to school. And this is my story. You'll, sorry. I always cut Jay off first. <laughs> He's used to it by now. Do you grab me a drink? Oh, wait. You're good. I'm sorry. You say you wanted a Lacroix? What? No, grab me something. Whatever. Grab have, right. uh, that Seth bottle of Jameson. Yeah, yeah, get the bottle Thanks, of Jameson. Topo Chico. Hell yeah. That's um, go ahead. Sir. Oh, so I w- I was always gonna be a biologist. I always wanted that. Like I was. I mean, I was a weird kid, uh, and I wanted to work with the, like federal biological agencies and stuff like that. I ended up doing that. I did make that. Biologists don't believe in Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. For the they don't. Like, Doctor Jeff Meldrin is about the only one. It's it's rare. Yeah. <clears throat> and even his I think his views on Sasquatch can be very limiting too. But that's but he's the only one that's doing real work. Right. I mean, he's right. doing actual amazing work in it. But um he's kind of famous for like the nothing over 18-inch track and stuff like that. And so we had in 2011 a Bigfoot encounter. And I'll give you the short version cuz it it's it was over two summers. Uh we had like first summer Real light stuff was happening. You say just around like Ada, like we, you're saying. So my family. Oh, your family. We had okay. a large farm, We had one, and we were a part of one of the biggest woods in Hardin County. Okay. So we actually had some tree cover. So let's say we had 15 acres of pasture and fence and stuff like that. And then we had like 45 acres of this a chunk of woods we owned, plus this giant woods that was attached to the stuff we didn't own. And you just revealed to me today that there was a fresh spring back there. There's mm. a lot of them. We fell in so one. So how, how many acres in total? I it's hard because it's not it's like a very you've seen everybody at home's maybe not seen it but right. very zigzaggy woods but yeah. it's just very wide for a northwest Ohio woods yeah but a I'm big gonna enough. say four or five hundred acres that's a pretty it's, good it's, chunk I'm, yeah yeah the largest yeah. one in our county by a long shot okay mm-hmm. okay uh, we owned a section of it um, 
we had so the first year, let's say May to like October, tree stacks in our yard, and we thought it was each other. I have three biological siblings, two adopted siblings. We all had our own farm projects. In tree stacks, in like shapes, in fences. In... No, so we'd have like garbage and stuff from the property shoved in piles in random locations around the farm. And it made no sense. And mm. we thought we were screwing with each other. Like, we thought, okay, Luke's screwing with me. Like, made a pile of leaves or branches? or No, like, two-by-fours, buckets. Like, I'm saying, like, randomly, whatever you could pick up walking around a farm, and it was probably in one of these stacks at right. one point. Uh, and that happened all summer. And then I had basically what was uh, a wood-knocking event that was coming at me. The dogs are freaked out. My, my buddy Nick, his dad was our neighbor from like kind of far our country neighbor so we couldn't see his house but he came uh checked the house out there was knuckle marks like eight foot off the ground on the barn where the thing was punching the barn the horses actually broke out it scared the horses so bad wow uh so then like october all stopped all the weirdness stopped go all the way back again to may i bred competitive chickens that's gonna sound weird I told you I was a weird kid. Vietnamese lungworms and competitive chickens. 4-H, right? Were you in 4-H? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Our I, buddy raised uh, pigs H, and yeah. cows and So stuff. I had some chickens Goats. that were worth yeah. $900 oh, a piece. I bred for yeah, fancy yeah. show. Dude, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, There's that's what I'm money. saying. I, so we, but I had $2 chickens, too. <laughs> so <laughs> just You got a wide variety of chickens yeah. I got $2 prices. chickens, too. I got $90 chickens. Eggs, <laughs> I got $2 chickens. So these some of these chickens are 900 bucks. So they were basically in Fort Knox for chickens with electrified fence, all this stuff, and it was like a house. Because they were, they made money. They were they were profitable yeah, yeah. birds. Right, right. Uh, so Good we couldn't genetics. lose. If you lost one of these to a raccoon, that's a almost a you know you can lose almost a grand plus the breeding potential. Yeah, yeah. You lose your two dollar chick. It doesn't matter. Right. You, they're going to hatch more out. It doesn't. Right. You know, it's <laughs> not that big a deal. So we had these chickens go missing, and they weren't being killed in the coop. They were being taken. So this this coop had a door, and this gigantic lid. To get to the eggs, you had to be a person to get into this thing. Like that's the only way you could have done it. Like there's no the fence is electrified. Every little nook and cranny there was electric wire running all the way around it. So let's say a fox tried to get up in one of the corners. Uh, so foxes in the wise of the top of the barns, and raccoons will try to get up in these corners. So we had electric wire running through there. So they, even they stuck their snout in there. You're getting kind of fry them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those chickens are going missing. So we went and bought a monster. We bought a red healer from the Amish. Hmm. Her name was Lucy. She was the devil. <laughs> yeah, Stoner has a blue healer. Yeah, they're evil, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> He's nodding. Yeah. Cuba, what's they have up, a job. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're very focused. So she learned. Yeah. <laughs> so she would, this giant farm we had, she would never go in the woods. She'd walk this edge line constantly. Just patrolling. Yeah. yeah. And she'd killed, like, one day, me and my mom, she'd come up back to the house covered in blood, this dog. Like, oh, gosh, something got the, this dog about dead. Couldn't find a scratch on her. Yeah. Killed two coyotes. Just ripped them apart. Uh, Damn. And everything had to be in the barn at night. She put everybody in. This is kind of a fun story. My mom went to let, open the barn and let everybody out in the morning. A bunch of deer ran out. She, they had gotten to the pasture. And she she's like, you're in. going in the barn. If you're going to act like a horse, you're going in with put the horses. Put them in the barn with them. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Damn. So Lucy was this monster. But she, well, the problem that would happen is that... Oh, so I kind of left out. I'm trying to give the short version of the story. We, My dad installed big stadium lights around the property because we'd work. Me and my mom showed horses. 
So we'd work the horse at night so they wouldn't overheat, that kind of stuff. You know, it's just easier to work an animal. Sure, sure. So they don't get – horses overheat super easy. Yeah. And once they overheat, you know, that's they can die very quickly. Uh, they have a lot of trouble cooling back down. Uh, so we just work them at night. And we had these big horse trails and four-wheeler trails cut into the woods so there'd be no trees. So Lucy'd walk around at night. The only problem she'd have is something got wouldn't run all the way into the woods. If it went up a tree on the edge, she'd bark all night. Couldn't take it. Yeah. She thought, you're coming down here and yeah. you're going to be in my you're either, Yeah, you should have ran into the woods. You should have gone back. Wow. So we'd have to, me and my brother would have to go down and knock him out with baseball bats and club. Like, just because if she didn't kill it, she wasn't going to shut up. Yeah, yeah. So we go down and <clears throat> Lucy's just standing there on the edge barking like she does a bunch of times. And she's looking straight up. And, but the weird thing is she's standing in one of these four wheeler trails. So there's no trees. So that's like, what is it? And then we're, me and Luke are about 30 feet away from Lucy. And I, uh, we both we both stopped by and said, Luke, stop. These giant chartreuse eyes, three, four inches apart, are looking down at Lucy. Blink real slow. Blink real slow. Blink. And then staring right at me and Luke. Damn. And I was like, we were shaking. And I was like, don't turn your back. Don't <coughs> run. That made it for like 10 feet. And then we, were, we came in the house crying. I was 17 at this point. Right. Uh, Shook you to the core, though. Yeah, so my dad was done. Uh, Basically, we'd been on the assumption this was a man the entire time, screwing with us, destroying property. Right. This is a man. So dad gets the gun, and me and Luke stand on the front porch, and he walks down, and Lucy's still standing right in that same spot, barking. Dad's like, you mother effer, you're coming out right now. You've scared my kids. You've tortured us for two years. We're done with this. I'm going to start shooting in the woods. You know, count one, two, three kind of deal. Nobody came out. Yeah. So dad's like, all right. And dad pointed to the top of the trees and shot instantly, just like 10 feet from him, like a bison was ripping through the woods. Just took Straight off. line. And he fell backwards. He ran up the house. And all he would, we would just, all he would say is, oh, it wasn't a man. It, it just, just wasn't a man. Big, something big, like so to make me, that We sound. actually seen the outline. I never seen like any detail, but just monstrous, just, just hulking. And we went back and the next day, measures like seven foot tall. We actually end up moving out of that property yeah. uh, that year. Did you uh, ever go back into the woods after that happened and see? No. No. Like, no. I, I mean, like, yeah, no, go we in daylight and Did see the trail or the path if he had, or, you know. So then we didn't talk about this Yeah. for, like, five years. Finding Bigfoot uh, in Mountain Monsters. I know Mountain Monsters Goofy Show. We're actually really good friends with Wild Bill. He's yeah. a trip. He's a trip. He's going right. ice fishing with us in a couple months. Nice. Uh and that's kind of weird for me as a kid or looking back as a kid like i didn't know i was going to go fishing with this guy but like those shows even though being goofy and fun we're like okay other people see this stuff mm-hmm. so i guess that's a long the really long way to answer your question is no i didn't believe in bigfoot i seen bigfoot didn't believe in bigfoot because i wasn't supposed to because of the field i was going into right and then it being a so you, 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 about it you had a personal encounter and still tried to deny it yeah, just anything. Wow, it was logical. Your logical mind kicks in. But There's now no I did that... a job, or I did endangered species surveys. I looked for animals that we had DNA markers saying, "Yeah, they're there," and we couldn't find them. So now right, it makes right, more right. sense later right. on. But it's just like, yeah, right. And that's what's always brought up too is like we haven't found one, we haven't brought a body out, etc. Go et find a grizzly bear carcass. Exactly the same thing, right? You're not gonna find one. Right, a panther, a, no. a tiger. Oh no, gosh, you're one. not finding a cat. Right. Mm-mm. Nope. So, so I, this is an intelligent creature. I have a friend that's a big cat biologist. Yeah. And she had a radio. So she darted a cat, mountain lion, had a collar on it, never found the cat again. 
It has a radio transmitter on it. Could never find it again because it would never, it would never let her get close to it again. Wow. Ever. Just catch her scent. And, and then finally the battery roller off. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. That's never wild. found that cat again. That's why. So you have an animal that's smart. It, cat, you know. Yeah. That has a radio transducer on it that tells you it's right there. Yeah. It's right over there. You can't get it. And you it. can't find it because yeah. it doesn't want you to find it. Yeah, absolutely. That's Well, and then if you go into the even crazier parts of it with the whole Bruce McAbee and the Predator Bigfoot. And I've heard a couple of different stories now, especially from the Merkel podcast. The one where I think it was a guy who was a. Hi, uh, Tony. One, Hello, Tony. He was like a one percenter biker member. He was a pretty tough guy, right? He was um, on the run, right? And so he was hiding out at his girlfriend's father's property, if I remember the story correctly. And they lived in like southern Indiana, close to Ohio, et cetera. And like it's the wild woods. down there, mm-hmm. southern Illinois, guy, southern Indiana, dude. This it's... guy had been going out and digging arrowheads and selling those to make some money. Like you know, there were some mounds around, et cetera. So he's out in the woods one day, and he started seeing the shape. And he's like, "Oh God, they found me. The cops found me." And he's like, "But it didn't make sense." And the reason it didn't make sense was because he was like, "They sent the biggest hulking, six foot seven, eight foot tall guy to come out and find me." Right? Like he could see him darting around the yard, and he was just like. So he hid out in the woods for the entire night, right? And comes back in later. And that didn't scare him off that bad yet, right? He just thought, okay, I don't know what that was, but I guess it wasn't the cops. They're not here. And then later on, like, I don't know if it was days later, weeks later, he's out in the woods. And his it became his father-in-law. But he said at the time, he was like, you know, there's there's just strange stuff out here. It's a little different out here. Like, kind of just framed it that way. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. I've never walked into an area or been in an area like that, but I'm going to take it seriously the next time if it ever happens. Somebody says it to me. And so this guy's out digging his arrowheads again, and he, like, looks off in the woods, and he sees the the predator cloaked. And he's just like, what am I see-? You know, your brain's just struggling to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he said that thing, once it recognized that he saw it, was gone. Just gone. Like, just trees swaying, just gone. That's craziness. And takes off his fat, you know, just – unbelievably fast yeah. and you know like i always just joke that like bigfoot's like four-wheel drive it's like a tank going through the woods at like ferrari and they speed. Yeah. They yeah. Too. fast like that one was gone that we had yeah uh because just uh, their so, stride alone yeah. like i mean yeah they're big animal tall, it's uh like, that's one of the benefits of being big we just did an episode on gigantism deeps, and they yeah. Yeah, jeeps these gigantisms yep. specifically but long distance travel is one of the biggest reasons for animals to get big it's because it's easy. You spend you less calories range. to move farther. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's kind of that sounds kind of weird. Uh, so do you, you think s- Bigfoot are traveling all over Ohio? We did do a whole big moving? episode. Yeah. Of migration districts. Okay. Of the U.S. We broke it down. You think they're just coming from all over and passing through? I, I think there's zones. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay. you're I'm, if you're in this blob, I do, you know, it's no, there's not really shape to them. It's more geo, you know geographical and in f- food source shaped right, right. Uh, it's not i these things don't care about the cold like right they, so it the people get hung up on the word migration yeah because they think it means moving from the cold to right. the warm they do not care it's about available food source right mm-hmm. the same reason we moved sure you know when we were more uh, when we were more nomadic species yeah we would move around to follow that food source yep so what's special about northwest ohio is almost all of our Bigfoot sightings are in the spring and in the fall for about two weeks each time. Oh. Because they're see, not hanging out. 
There's no there's no cover, through, especially there's northwest no food. Ohio. I'm talking about northwest Ohio. Okay, they're mm-hmm. going down to southern Ohio, right? Like and then Cambridge, they're coming from Michigan, north of Cambridge. Yeah. Down so to they're Athens. just going through our area seasonally because they're going from one living area to the next living area. We don't have a lot of cover, and we actually know stories. We know people. They're like, yeah, they hang out on our property for like a week every year. We have an apple orchard, so you know they'll be here. Leave and, them some treats. Well, that so they'll go through and pick all the apples, yeah. but uh, but leave some trees yeah, for them, yeah, yeah. and they will be picked clean. Wow! Uh, but they're only there for a week. Have you guys ever thought about camping out through that week? We've we've worked on it. It's kind of a thing that we've been working on for a couple of years it's, to see if they would allow you to do it. Or yeah, or? right. Yeah, very Just working on them bit by bit. They Again, don't. Yeah, they don't want to lose that. They they have a lot of respect for their sure. Sasquatch, and that's sure. more what they're worried about. A hundred percent, and that's why I I should always kind of preface those things of like first and foremost preserving it right not perverting mm-hmm. those things yes. and being able yeah but it's more of just i don't know it feels like they're on that other i just just want to know yeah, right it's, like it's that's like, the struggle like wilson from home improvement you just yes. want to see his mouth so bad but yes you yes. know if you do it'll just ruin it'll the whole ru- maybe that's the thing yeah so they migrate i believe our population of what we have in ohio is at least the majority of ohio we're sharing with the lower end of peninsula or the oh the lower end of michigan and a little bit of Indiana in most of Ohio is sharing the same group of animals, the same genetic pool. Whether mm-hmm. that's 300, whether that's 10,000, I don't know. Yeah. You know, that's a harder number to get. But I think that's your same group of animals. Even if it's in the hundreds, that's remarkable. Yeah. You so know, I always at- thought of, like, Bigfoot in, like, you really hear the stories, like, of course, the Grassman Triangle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Minerva is mm-hmm. um, just north of Cambridge, but then all the way to Athens. Um, we met Dusty Ruth, mm-hmm. uh, Bigfoot researcher from Cleveland, at the Friends of the Serpent Mound Summer Solstice event this past summer. And he is, I believe he might have just wrapped up his research, but there were so many people down in Adams County near Serpent Mound, farmers, because that's kind of, there's a lot of farmland and it's hilly, mm-hmm. but that crater causes uh, those river valleys mm-hmm. uh, and the hills. So there is a lot of woods, but there's also farmland too. So you you wouldn't think of that area as a Bigfoot hotspot. Mm-hmm. But Dusty just keeps getting all these calls ex- right around the Serpent Mound impact crater area. And he's been down there. He's like, there is 100% evidence that there are multiple Bigfoot moving through this area. Mm-hmm. And in he's I think he spent like all summer in Adams County, just, just poking around and, and, and researching. So uh, there's so many areas like you think of Western Ohio or Eastern Ohio, Southern Ohio. Uh, and people think that, you know, Ohio's a bunch of farms and cornfields like where we grew up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I I mean, we have the the Wayne national Wayne national forest, Cuyahoga national Valley, uh, Mohican uh, state park. I mean, all of Athens. Mm -hmm. That's, it's a pretty damn, I mean, you got, uh, you know, old man's cave and, and Hawking Hills, the whole region. We have so many rivers. Oh, yeah. And so we don't have a ton of lakes like in Michigan and Wisconsin or or, or, Mich- uh, or uh, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, but we got a ton of rivers, man. And that's why the earthworks and the, the temple building here in ancient times was those river systems were just highways. Mm-hmm. Right. So and why wouldn't Sasquatch move, be moving I around on those? I think they use. So you know what's special about Hardin County? Why? So there is a, that year, 2011, had a ton of sightings. 
We didn't have any after. We didn't have any before. So what's special about Hardin County? Why would they be passing through there? It is where the Lake Erie River watershed okay. and the, uh, the Scioto River watershed get the closest. So if you're going to, if you're using the waterway to navigate, you only have to walk a hundred yard farm to get from one major waterway map oh, to the right. next. Okay. Right. So That's why they're being funneled sheds. there and then they're being funneled back out. <clears throat> and then you, but when you get through Hardin County, you have the Great Miami, the Little Miami and the right. Scioto. Yep. You go anywhere in the Ohio off of those. Yes, absolutely. So if you're just, yeah, I really Takes think. Takes you right down to the Ohio River, all those. One of the really cool things we had is from doing this show, I'm Greg. Yeah. Uh, guy, known all my life. Great Bo- friends with my dad. Both of us. Yeah, great friends with both of us. Uh, just all in life. Really big guy. Uh, he never knew I had a Bigfoot encounter, and I never knew he had one. Okay. And he has probably one of the best ones ever. He, he basically thought it was a cow. That's the name of the episode. I thought it was a cow. Because, uh, <laughs> well, that day, wow. uh, th- there were cows out in that area. So he was coming back through, and there was something in the ditch. And he's like, okay, it's one of these big, you know, big hairy thing. It's one of these cows. So he's actually slowing down. He's going to get out and help get the cow back in. And it was a big, you know, and he has a really incredible account. He actually Damn. came in the studio and told it. He does it. It's his story. It's a lot better. But that's basically, he got really close. Really great encounter. Really, like, detailed. But he's seen it in 2011, about a quarter mile from where our farm was. He, it was probably the same animal is what I'm getting at. Right, right, uh, right. So what I think for the Northwest Ohio, why, uh, my, my encounter, why he was staying there during the summer when he shouldn't have been, there was all these farms around there. He was eating grain out of our bins. Right, right. He was eating chickens. and then there's, But he's doing it to all these farms. He was probably, uh, he was seven foot tall is the one that we've seen. And that's Greg's was seven foot tall. Very muscular. Uh, I think he was a juvenile male. I keep calling him a he, so. I think he was a juvenile male. And he didn't want to walk anymore. He's like, there's food here, Mom and Dad. Why am I walking <laughs> all the way down to stranded. Hawking Hills? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no point. Why am I doing this? And, you know, basically, you know, humans are real dangerous. You shouldn't stay around. There's not a lot of cover here. Like, ah, whatever. Farmland. So Dad shot at him, quote, unquote, and that was it. You know, okay, humans are scary. He figured it yeah, out. Yeah, it's time to, <laughs> I'll walk down to Hawking next year. He was screwing okay. around with okay. you guys at first, so, and then uh, he got a yeah. little lesson. <laughs> so I really think that dog, Lucy, was about two seconds from not being a dog anymore. Yeah. Because she was not letting him get back into the barn where he was mm. taking all the horse grain. Horse grain's basically molasses. molasses. So it's sweet. Sugar. Right, right, right. So I kind of left that out, but he was stealing hundreds of pounds of that over the years. Oh, so you think the dog really? finally caught him in the act. Well, yeah, he was. <coughs> I think he was super mad he couldn't go in the yard anymore. Uh, so I think he was literally so Bigfoot and dogs is a famous, a famous thing, and it never goes good for the dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think she was about two seconds from not being a dog. Wow, because they look at it like I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Well, you're the thing stopping me from getting what yeah. I want. Yeah, and he's a lot bigger than that dog, and it won't right. shut up. And yeah. now everybody knows <laughs> I'm out here. Yeah. Wow, man. But I guess I kind of talked over Jay. Jay, I don't know. Do you have anybody do that for you? Do what? Like get you into this stuff or um no i just think i i grew up just very interested in a lot of just weird and different things yeah like you know just that tip that kid yep i was always into the weird stuff so and i always have an open mind i think to everything so i don't know i just it was something that was always i had interest in but i just never really have explored a whole lot but i believed in it i always believed in all the weird stuff so right so to, i came from that angle just open mind believe in anything especially bigfoot i love bigfoot stories but i never yeah. pursued it like 
Yeah. Deep like we do now, for sure. <laughs> like right. we do now is a whole different thing. A whole different thing, yeah. <laughs> but I like the stories, and yeah. I just, I like good stories. Yeah. I feel like starting out younger, yeah, I thought about Bigfoot and being real. And then as I got older, discounted it like this is, there's no way. And then came back around to it because I just listened to so many stories of people that are credible eyewitnesses, hunters, like yeah. people mm-hmm. that are in the woods, yeah, more than police I officers, am ever rangers, in park mm-hmm. rangers, you know. etc. The Micah, the Micah Hanks talking about the that rangers in the amazing. national forest that would go up to the uh, all certain parts of the park where it's, if people were hunting illegally or they were camping off grid or just you know trying to hide out. Those stories of when he would you know say he would see basically sasquatch running in these valleys and stuff i was like it makes sense i mean you talk about national parks that's humongous real estate oh yeah where no space like that right right um but it's funny a couple years ago we were in sequoia national park and i heard on two different days trees go over now not a sequoia but a big enough tree that like it felt like the ground shaking and rumbling so i was like oh okay never knew that was also a part of a Sasquatch trait from time to time to just knock trees over. Now, again, it wasn't a sequoia, one of the massive yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. 300-foot tree. There was something going down that was definitely big enough falling that it was like, what was it? I just never put two and two together. Not mm-hmm. saying I had an encounter, but... Yeah, you something know, odd was happening, for sure. And being aware of those little things, like if I heard tree knocks as a kid, I never knew it. I didn't right. know what it was, so I might have heard it and just never had an idea about mm-hmm. it, right? But as I got older, I was like, no, like, there seems like there's more to this, right? Like, it, I don't know. You guys ever heard of Mohican Susan? No. No. Great. A good friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, really great person. I think we're going to go hang out with her in the spring. She has, she's out of Mohican. Uh, she's not a Mohican. Okay. But she's out of Mohican. Uh, she got famous just kind of a couple months ago for having the best new vocalization recordings. Oh, wow. Okay. Really? Uh, what did she have? She had like 1.4 billion clicks in like the first week. Oh, shoot. I don't know anything Remember about she was numbers. showing us. She's like, I don't understand these numbers. Was she uploaded to YouTube? No, or, no, and like just in global, like uh, she has people that, like work, like help her out and stuff like. That. So okay. global shares of like this one story was like astronomical. Wow, and because she had this, really yeah. good stuff, she had amazing stuff, and but mm-hmm. she was one talking with us about sound. So like we were getting at is that she was talking about like we were all kind of talking about it, but like the, the mimicking of animals of not people but animals but they, yeah like coyotes and stuff owls is the big one yeah and it says like if it, if it sounds like an owl but it sounds like you mimicking an owl yeah it's probably not an owl that's a good point uh because they don't do a great job sometimes but they do it enough to where you're not if you're not paying attention dude you're not thinking that's about it wild. that's what i'm saying let me yeah. that's an owl how cool there's a, a a pretty odd story remember uh, the same night our friend dumped the pizza in the oven <laughs> that was after the awesome night that we had outside this guy started a fire in the middle of December oh god and yeah. uh, I mean great. it was like w- the logs were wet somehow he got this fire going like would not give up on it Rip-roaring. and it was and it was so cold so like we needed this fire but we didn't want to go back inside because you know we're having our our bro zone session locking yeah. in with each other and then we just start hearing this owl out in the distance, mm. which our buddy attracts owls. Yeah. I've seen it. The guy that like, did all this artwork. <clears throat> does he call them in or does he just kind of come to them? Kind of just Roa, flock to them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Roa, uh, Fifth Element Tattoo Gallery here down yeah. the road is a bird magnet. Like, he's just a bird guy. He's, yeah. They, 
they'll land in his uh, backyard like crows will just you know he's able to like get feathers just out of the blue from like the wildest you know animal like the wildest birds he, he's yeah. just they're always around him uh i mean at our, my house that night when we were hanging out with him with the owl i right never we had to make i lived there for seven years and never had an owl at my house my old house before we moved three years ago never seen an owl never yeah. heard an owl and we're sitting hanging out it's like hey let's go get some fresh air have no clue why we even went outside just went outside and and this thing just flew in silent as can bleat as can be and ro was like ow i'm like dude <laughs> yeah but we were that... also making a decision like should or should we not do whatever we were planning on and right. all of a sudden like and owl flew by and we're like yeah we're doing that okay do we're it. doing that yeah and, and it was wild flew by silently but but that night so he gets out his little native american flute and he starts calling back to this owl oh yeah woo, woo, with the flute and this thing starts talking back starts mimicking back the flute mm-hmm. so wild. was it an owl yeah was it an owl never right. thought about that yeah and, and it was kind of like this is serpent mound area they were yeah this is the serpent mound area never thought and we were he was basically like communicating with this thing and it was calling back with him yeah and we're just like dude it was it was really really freaky i mean that was the night of the pizza yeah yeah that was the night of the the pizza debacle uh that's wild but that makes me think of i mean you saying that and because it was mimicking back back and forth Kind of Again, not saying yeah. we had a Bigfoot encounter right. or an experience, mm-hmm. right. but uh, it more than likely was. But here's the crazier part, too, is that <laughs> I don't know that I ever, wa- like, I joke, like, yeah, I want to see a ghost or this. No, I don't. Like, I've seen a couple things already yeah. that I don't want to see again, yeah. like, you know? So it's tough. Like, do I want to see a Bigfoot? Do I want to? If I could say I want the experience you had where nobody got hurt or this or that and it took sure. Looking yeah. back, I don't but think do we I... were any any danger. So, right. Yeah. right, right, right. But, but I've heard have... some bad stories. <clears throat> okay, so when we had DA on the other week. Yeah. And he he broke into this story talking about Teddy Roosevelt. Oh yeah. And Bauman. The mm-hmm. Bauman story. I don't know if you guys are familiar the, with this. The the hermit that Teddy talked to. Is that that one? It's, he recorded. The, it's apparently he wrote this book. It was a collection of stories of him hunting in the wilderness. Yeah. But also in this book, he added a story yes. that he didn't identify himself in, but he identified two other people. Mm-hmm. And he identified this one guy, Bauman, right? And yeah. Supposedly he respected him enough he believed his story. Yeah. that guy, uh, That's the guy, right? DA's theory is that Teddy is Bauman. Oh. Gotcha. Because Teddy actually had the experience. You're including in your book. Someone else's account. Right. But you're also a hunter, a this, a that. You had political aspirations. You don't want to. He was out deep, deep in those woods. But the story's wild, yeah. Like I think his friend that was on the hunt with him ended up getting killed by Bigfoot yeah. on that like hunt, basically. But mm. that's yeah. The story. And I mean, and then what did he asked next, he said, "What happened after that? He established the national parks. Yeah. Mm. Well, and he, he was also kidnapped." Up. A cryptid reserve. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, was. he got kidnapped. Okay, that's right. How he established national parks It's kind of a, a story for what I used to do. Like everybody knows that uh, he got kidnapped by the the Redwood Preserving Group. Mm. Did not know that they took him away from the Secret Service. They pulled him up into the top of Red, uh, Redwood and stayed the night up there. Wow! And when he came back down, so that was at He's the like, end. I and then have he had, to do yeah, this. What a great move by them because they showed him <laughs> they could see the edge line of where the Redwoods were dying from people cutting them down. Oh, right, right. right. And they stayed up night and talked to him all night. And the Secret Service was panicking down. They had no ropes to get up there. Had no equipment. Well, you're hundreds of yeah. Feet so up. Teddy wow. Roosevelt was the only president to ever get uh, kidnapped. 
with no charges being pressed. That's great. Yeah, he got kidnapped. Wow. But hey, for a good for cause. For a good there. cause, right. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he also, Teddy Roosevelt, we talk about him a lot. He pops up all kinds of weird places. He yeah, left his campaign. Fellow. He, yeah. He left his campaigning trail to hunt the Snallygaster. What? That is politically documented. What is mm-hmm. that? A giant yellow flying creature with tendrils on its face. Imagine like a, a dragon, but slimy and yellow, uh, with like tentacles hanging off its face. This is a real thing? Well, he went and shot one. So he 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 left a campaign trail. He left be, to trying pursue. to become president for two weeks to go hunt this thing. But he never got one. So it did die. Somebody it drank a bunch of moonshine or got into mash and died. This is a real animal. Yes, no. It's, it's a, like Bigfoot. Cryptid. Like Bigfoot. It's a cryptid. They don't know for sure, bub. I mean, but it's it like the Flatwoods it. monster. Or there was mm-hmm. a lot of political talk about the Snallygaster, and then it disappeared so we drive around uh northwest or ohio oh, in yeah. general um you ever see like those weird things on barns like big painted almost like quilt shaped or quilt designed tapestries yeah so those were first put on barns to ward off the snallygaster the snallygeist really? the snallergeist mm-hmm. which is a german german right that mm-hmm. part absolutely a lot of german settlers early quick spirit in they drank milk and blood that uh, i've never legend. heard of this that's great yeah that's yeah that's great. basically so it there was a I, now I can't remember. So we did the Snallygaster a while ago, but the mega barn that was built to defeat the Snallygaster, the mega barn, the whole village, the whole valley was losing its livestock. Was it a valley or a whole county? A county, something like that. I can't remember. So now I'm. It's been I don't, a while. I don't remember fully which what it was. We have to re-listen to some of our episodes. Yeah, <laughs> but basically, ourselves. this large group of people <laughs> were losing so much livestock every night. They weren't going to survive. Like literally, they weren't going to survive. They couldn't leave because they had nothing to go. Yeah. So they put, they pitched in and built this mega barn to keep all their livestock in together at night. Because if they could light it up enough, the snailing guests would leave it alone. Hmm. But you couldn't do it at a single home. Right. It ended up not working. But they put the snailing guys seals on after the snailing guest was inside eating the livestock. And they sealed it in there, and apparently it starved to death. Or that one did. Because it did kill everything in there. But they sealed it inside, so now it couldn't get out. Wow. I never think heard that barn's still standing, right? No idea. We we talked about it. I can't remember. No idea. That's cool. That's cool. I've never heard of that. Yeah, so Teddy Roosevelt has a a long history with cryptids. Yeah. Dude, he's he's Might be he's the... in deep. I mean, that guy was an ex- <laughs> a legit explorer though, too, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I mean, it's a different Piranus, era. One Back of our then, first descriptions of Piranus came from Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, a really? A lot of those yeah. guys, those explorers were all like former captains in the military. You know, uh, the guy that basically started the whole Bureau of Ethnology of the Smithsonian, Powell, yeah. John Wesley Powell. He was a colonel. Mm. He explored one of the first explorers into the Grand Canyon. I mean, that guy was a legit badass. Mm-hmm. He lost an eye out there exploring. Well, you still need that and, com- competitive <laughs> those guys, mm-hmm. yeah. drive. Like, you know, Teddy Roosevelt types back then, they were real men, man. Mm-hmm. Those guys were packing supplies on mules. Oh, yeah. And getting in deep mm-hmm. and exploring you know America. Yeah. How the word teddy bear came to be. With, probably from Teddy Roosevelt, right? But do you know where? what's the story behind it? No. He went out. Why well, he was president for a grizzly bear hunt. He a, fought a grizzly bear, right? Not in this story. Okay. But in, <laughs> in the other one. He, he, he wanted to hunt a grizzly bear while he was president. The Secret Service did not want to let him. Sounds so they, reasonable. They sound, they basically signed it up to where they had a grizzly bear chained to a tree where he was going out so he'd go shoot one. And he refused. He's like, this, he made, he made oh, him release yeah, yeah, the animal. Yeah. He's like, this is not hunting. This is just, this you is know. This stupid yeah. and cruel. Yeah. And so that story got out. 
and they just basically made the teddy bear off of that. They called Teddy Roosevelt the teddy bear, not because of like a, not demeaning or anything like that. Just saying like he had so much pride for the sport that he's just not going out there to kill something. That's not the point. But it's, I think it's kind of a it's kind of a cool homage of like it's on the nose. Yeah. There's a love for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So a teddy bear. A soft side to it. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's yeah. the point. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's not he just wasn't like, a monster. Oh, go kill this thing tied to a tree. Like, no. The hunt is part of it. The, right. Being out in nature the hunt, and the dealing going, with it. The right. process of getting an animal to go feed your family or your village, like that's that that primal feeling. Like if you're right. a real outdoorsman, you're not going to shoot some bear tied up into a tree. I mean, no. Teddy Roosevelt. That's not badass enough. No. For Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> it's like it's like Tyrannosaurus Rex in Jurassic Park. He doesn't want that goat on a leash. Mm-hmm. No. Te- it wants, wants the people in that car. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wants that lawyer. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's he's, craziness. He's also famous. So the, one of the first actual depictions we had from piranhas from South America into the into the North America like mindset was kind of a lie that was told to Teddy Roosevelt. Well, by that, I mean they had these piranhas in a tank, and they didn't feed them for a long, long time. So when Teddy came in, they're like, this is a piranha. They threw a calf in there, and they were starving animals. So they viciously ripped apart the calf and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, so this is how piranhas are out here. Right. And so he came back and was telling, like, these things are, you know, vicious fish. Like, they're little, but they'll rip anything apart. And, I mean, Jeremy Wade, if you ever watch any of his stuff, like, they are not. They'll, they are not the bloodthirsty killers. They're very skittish fish. Uh, but when anything that you keep in a tank... <laughs> And don't feed it for months. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's so not an accurate portrayal of <laughs> Hunger changes something. If it gets a little yeah. blood in the water, yeah, yeah it's yeah. going to shred your finger you if you stick it in a, a tank. Didn't your brother used to have piranhas? No. No? No. Okay. Saltwater fish a lot. Lots of different uh, okay. zoanthids and corals. and. Mm. You used to have a piranha. I used to have a bunch of piranhas. Or a pacu. Never mind. It was a pacu. Oh, no, I did have a Paku. That was got, a sad story. He got ate by a snapping turtle. Oh, God. I grew this giant albino Paco up because I have an alligator snapping turtle. And I wanted fishing with the alligator snapping turtle. But you have to have them big enough for the alligator snapping turtle. I was not thinking about eating them. And I thought I did it. And I did I thought I did it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there's six months of work down the drain. <laughs> he was like, he thank him. you for dinner. Yeah, well, it's him. funny. is because there's other fish in that tank that's the same size as that Paku and never mess right. with them. And Paku are a-holes. So I don't know if the Paku started a fight yeah. that it could not win, yeah, <laughs> or if because like it's just I don't know. I've that was a bad one. Yeah, I'm like that's a lot of money and time. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there. Big albino Paku. Yeah, it just I was like, there's the head. That's all that was left. <laughs> I had a small saltwater tank and somehow I was very novice at it. And the person at the pet store that I went to to get this starfish from didn't let me know that starfish ate corals oh yeah so i had corals in my tank that were they're expensive mm-hmm. and he ate about four hundred dollars worth and i was Ooh. like <laughs> oh i've never wanted to flush something down the toilet but i brought him back to the store i was like you can have it but i mean i, I can't keep this he's bad yeah i mean he was just <laughs> oh it tastes delicious I'm like no my recordia mushroom god damn it <laughs> you ever, did you ever have any corals fighting uh, not me personally. My like brother probably breeds. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's that's an interesting. Wild. People don't realize that those are animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. That's, I, yeah, that's a big thing that people look at it. Weird they, I don't. Worm. They think they think it's more like a plant. Or even selecting fish. Oh yeah. That you put in together in a tropical tank or yeah. a fresh. I mean, the corals just a build up of the calcium from yeah, there. It's, yeah, grabbing stuff and yeah. making its own home. Yeah, that's basically the like skeletal remains yeah. of it, kind of building out. Yeah. 
But yeah, I've seen a not not person. I used to work with. Uh, well, I worked in the same building that uh, one of the, some of the Sea Grant people worked in. Okay. So they had videos of corals basically vomiting on each other to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. It literally it looks like white vomit going and burning the other corals. That's the whole point is to burn off space. See, this is the part I like. I don't know nothing. I know Jack about any of this. And Justin <laughs> teaches me all this, like, biology stuff. And I just soak it up like a sponge. Velvet worms. Yeah. Oh, velvet yeah. Velvet worms. Uh, you know what a velvet worm is? I think I've seen one. You know what a velvet worm is? No. Okay, imagine a centipede, okay? Now make it squishy. No no hard parts. No, no exoskeleton. exoskeleton. Yep. So it looks just like a centipede, but it's actually more really related to worms. <clears throat> Bright red. Fire truck red. Venomous. Poisonous. The whole nine guards, so venom is injected, poison is on the surface, and you have to eat it. Right. Uh, and then they just throw up their guts onto prey and then suck them back in. So they throw their internal organs out. or It's it's like a stringy soup. They throw it out, get you tangled up, and then suck you back in. Damn. Yeah. That's wild. Nope. I'm going to have to look up some videos of that. They're nope. wild little creatures. Biology's weird. Now, oh, I, got yeah. a, I got a question. I don't do yeah. this kind of stuff very often. Do we have anybody in here hanging out with us? So, yeah, we have. Kyle. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you're good. I'm just curious. You're good. Justin Lamb, Stoner's dad, Neil. What's up, oh, Neil? Justin. Shout out hey, to Justin. Neil. Hey, Justin. Uh, we know Justin Lamb. Justin Lamb, that's uh, one of your guys. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he's getting super a. Super fan. He's getting a t-shirt very soon. Yes. What's up, Justin? Welcome, uh to the cryptids of the strange corn road swapcast. <laughs> strange corn road <laughs> i love that uh once i texted oh, i like texted that to him and then when it was like i could see it in front of me i'm like that's great yeah that's good stuff <laughs> and we got andy uh arugula stones girl andy oh i okay. thought it was arugula andy does all the if you guys see like the illustrations on yes. uh, our previous episodes of our, our cartoon versions yeah. of ourselves and uh guests andy does all those illustrations Sweet. yeah she's super talented i uh, thought it was a rude and we had ricky exciting. maynard in here he was at the bar tuning in for a little bit nice old ricky um and then k street kst k street i see the serpent well welcome everyone yes thanks for joining us yeah this is 100 percent. um so where are you guys at with uh the giants giant skeletons oh gosh i'm gonna can i grab another beer yes of <laughs> course it's jay's turn let's go it's jay's no. turn. you've got the uh, giant yourself. skeleton goods well i don't know if i have the goods but i just it's a definitely an interest of mine do you guys follow uh giants of of america on instagram at all Ooh, see i, I don't, don't have instagram guys, that's okay Same. Know the appalachian giant tj tj on okay okay I need a reminder. I'm bad with people. And... Oh, oh, TJ. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I got one of his photographs hanging in my, hanging in my house. Um, photographs of, of what? He's a photographer. Okay, sweet. He has a pretty cool, he does work around like, um, uh, Mount Pleasant and yeah, really good photographer, really cool nature stuff, but nice. bought one of his photos at the Hockney Bigfoot conference. It was pretty good. Awesome. I'd love to meet him. But oh, we did one episode on giants and stuff, but it's definitely more of an interest of mine than his. But, I mean, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, actually. Like, what constitutes someone as a 
a giant, you know, in your oh, definition. Generally, it's as a giant. Six, seven, sometimes gets brought into it, but I don't uh, really consider no, that. In, so, so, so we, I think not, me and him definitely have different that's opinions. That's like the on lowest it. because, yeah. and here's the reason why: they'll find these burials with someone that's around six, seven, mm-hmm. but the people buried beneath them mm-hmm. or like sometimes they'll be you know sitting upright facing east right. is a big one um you get a lot of that stuff um but basically much smaller people that are like five four five mm. three kind of your traditional uh native american um yeah. you know what you would find in, in typically a, 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 an yeah, average person a, a, a hunter gatherer exactly yeah. mm-hmm. So you would have these kind of extra tall people, but then you have the big ones where it's like eight foot tall, nine foot tall, mm-hmm. man buried with giant, huge nine foot sword. Spears. Huge, yeah. yeah the, that's, I think the helmet two that different can things fit. in my opinion. That's what me and Jay Differ. kind of split. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.